Being a mother is an attitude, not biology. An unknown writer once said, if you give me any three words, I'll write you a story about my mother. Story is in our DNA, and of course, so is she. We gathered stories from men and women in all walks of life. Stories about the ones we have, the ones we are, the ones we know. This includes stories about stepmothers, godmothers, grandmothers, birth moms, foster moms, the mom up the street. It includes stories about not being a mom and stories about mothering in other ways. No matter how you slice it, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. Hi everybody, I'm Lupe Padilla Mitchell. I'm a life coach of mothers and families and a mother of three adult daughters. I'm Katie Mitchell, actress, writer, storyteller, and mom of a teenage son. So today's guest is Tori Time, and she's going to introduce us to her gypsy grandmother. But Katie and I were just talking about how we, we don't think that grandmothers are what they used to be. You know, at our age, when my mom was my age, she was already kind of getting old, like she was old to me. Um, and that there is no way that my daughter should see me <laughs> like that. That old isn't what it used to be. Yeah, I, I thought my grandmother, I was thinking my grandmother, I saw a picture of her, not to, oh, the the movies, the home movies oh, I gave my brother yes. for Christmas. And my grandmother was in her 50s, early 50s, and she looked old. She carried herself as an older woman. I think they thought of themselves as old yeah, in a way that we don't anymore, you know. At they, my age? Yeah, at our age. We're, we're old. old. <laughs> they thought they were old. They and they behaved, behaved like they a were, little older. And their bodies sort of got that message that they were supposed to look and feel old, and, and they did. Yeah. Or we were young, and we just don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, look at younger people like, hey, don't call me old. <laughs> well, and then Tori sent us a picture of her grandmother, which was not what we were expecting. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the woman had a young spirit. She didn't take herself as an old grandmother. She did not think of herself that way, yeah. No. Tori Time is a writer, director, actress, and a poet living in Los Angeles. And she wrote, directed, and stars in this wonderful short film, Girl on the Side. And she's going to introduce us to her gypsy grandmother, Tori Time. Hi, Tori. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for asking me this. And this is such a unique podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, how's your movie? She did this great movie. But... It's not out yet. Um, I'm really proud of it. It's gotten me into a lot of rooms and, you know, like really exciting, except that I don't know yet how to get it out into the world. So that's a whole other thing. But yeah, that's the game. You know, that's the game. But it's, I'm really, I'm very, very proud of it. And, um, you know, I'm working on, adapting that right now into a feature script. So that's like been what I've been working on right now. Love it. Yeah. Um, all right. So do you want to read and then we'll just chat for a little bit? Sounds great. Okay, honey. Okay. Sleeping naked. She used to sleep in the nude with her fake breasts hanging out when I would sleep over as a kid. She slept with an eye mask on, but sometimes it would fall off and one eye would stay open. Eyeballs rolled back in her head. She stayed awake all night and slept through the day like a vampire feeding on her prey. This was Mimi, my gypsy grandma. Mimi was meant to be in the circus or be a famous actress or travel on camels in the Sahara Desert. But life doesn't always happen how we have planned. We ate pasta and bacon for breakfast. 
we would see double, sometimes triple pictures at the movies. And she talked to me like I was a real adult. Some called her crazy, disillusioned, far off from reality. But to me, she was Mimi. One day, my mom found Mimi dead, her body white as ice, laying naked in my mother's old bedroom. The family was all horrified that she had died sleeping in the nude, but I knew the truth. She died peaceful, without any constricting layers, dreaming of a life that could have been in the Sahara Desert. Well, that was a beautiful ending. She died unconstricted. I love that. I love that too. Well, thank you. Awesome. Um, what do you think the, the best thing you uh, got from Mimi uh, is? Like what quality I got from her? Yes. She just, she did not stay in line. You know, she just, she beat to her own drum. She really didn't care what anyone else thought about her. She was a huge activist, um, very big into the civil rights movement, um, which I think is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do with women and girls. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. She left a note um, that they found when they were going through her things. She had like a hoarded closet that needed to be cleaned out. And she had left me a letter uh, because she had... I don't know. I think she was trying to tell us, tell me she was sick once. And it, um, anyways, she left a letter and in the letter, she told me to wear a crazy hat at the Oscars and that she'd be looking down on me when I did. No, I think that, yeah, I think she just was very true to herself, even if you didn't get her. And, you know, I like to think I got a little bit of that from her. I'm not sure I'm going to wear a crazy hat to the Oscars though, but like she'll be there in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Put it on for a second, maybe in the back when you're talking to the press. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that so much. What work do you do with girls? You were saying. Well, so the film that um, I mentioned is called Girl on the Side, which um, is about kind of my exploration as a woman looking back at how I sidelined myself Mm -hmm. and what I found from that process of exploring myself was that my story was a larger one to be told about girls Mm -hmm. and women. And so when we made the film, we put together an all female crew Mm -hmm. because I was to see what would the perspective be like to have all women behind the camera who maybe have all felt a similar way before. Um, So that's one thing. And, Mm. um, I'm about to become a mentor um, at Write Girls. So it's W-R-I-T-E Girls. Oh, I know all about them. Yeah. So yeah, I start I start that this month. So I'm very excited about that. I just think right now, girls need to be using their voice. And that can show up in many different ways. And as a girl who did not use my voice for a very long time, um, I'd like to help other girls and women um, you know, find their authenticity and not be afraid to use their voice, whether that's with writing or saying no or speaking out mm-hmm. in any way. And, and use their voice sooner than you did. I, yes, I hope so. What do you think the effect of having a gypsy grandmother um, had on your mother? It's interesting. My mom has a very different perspective about my grandmother than I do, which I totally understand. Mm-hmm. 
I think that my mom had to hold things together because she had a mom who was a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I think my mom, um, she took care of everyone and would, you know, we joke that she's kind of OCD in a beautiful, loving way. Like if, <laughs> you know, if the sink has any, uh, watermarks on it, she cleans it off completely. Um, so she, yeah, she, I think that she had to keep things together. And then my mom was very together. So I think she probably created an artsy kid like me who's a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that happens. Um, we have to become someone yeah. who our mothers are. Yeah. Well, some, certainly if you're a kid and you feel things are out of control, then, you know, it's, it's more likely that you'll be the kid who needs to put control in wherever you can. 100%. Because life is so unpredictable, you know. Right. It's funny how that really is a pattern. I mean, I'm sure you guys are seeing that in this podcast, but because I had a mom who was so Johnny on the spot, um, I think mm-hmm. that made me rebel a little and not in a bad way. My mom is an amazing mom, but I do think I maybe had the um, ability to maybe I needed less control in my life because of that. Oh, totally. And I think that, I think that that is how this whole thing goes. Yeah. You know, certainly I had a grandfather who was much more um, exuberant and out of control and fun. And from my point of view, you know, but maybe as a parent wasn't, it was probably scarier to have that as your, as your parent, because, you know. I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, my mom would tell you that Mimi was emotionally abusive. Yeah. So again, I, I don't know that firsthand. However, I saw the aspects of Mimi that were a little cray cray. I mean, she, <laughs> I remember when we, um, it was my, myself, my sister, my cousin, my cousin was babysitting. So it was the three of us and Mimi like played a trick on us and came around the back and like tried to get in. And we thought someone was coming after us. And so we called the police and we hid in a closet. And when the police showed up, they were literally holding Mimi who is, she says she's your grandmother. So like, she was like, she was like crazy. And like, my mom didn't want her driving us, but like, she was such a magnetic, interesting human. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. That and, is so you know how they, they see how um, certain traits like skip a generation, right? And yeah. And you're, as you're talking and telling me about Mimi and your mother, how your mother had a whole, Mimi had this freer spirit. She had this rebellion in her. She had this advocate in her. Your mother had to counteract that, right? Which then allowed you the space to do the same thing. So yeah. that could be that skip. You know, when everyone says it skips a generation, well, maybe it's the safety to have the freedom to do that. Yeah. And I think I was blessed to fall somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, I don't think, like, even just you know, I, I direct movies. There's no way that if I was all over the place, I'd be able to like make that happen and yeah. keep everyone. In yeah. So there definitely is that side of me. Um, so I think I got a little bit of both, but I, I do very much believe in the skipping of generations. And also I have a sister who definitely is also, um, makes, you know, very much makes things happen. Very passionate, but I would say rebel, rebellious as well. So, uh, <laughs> But again, we can say re- rebellious when I was a teen is very different than 
right now where it's like, I want, you know, to be an activist or get involved. You know, I think rebellious can be seen in a lot of different ways. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, you're so great. I'm so glad that we were lucky enough to have you guest and write that beautiful piece and be a part of this. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm very excited to be involved. That's our show. Take care. Bye-bye. And to find out more about our writers, go to our website, Instagram, or Twitter. If it's not one thing, it's your mother. And that's the number one, not the word one. Want to do something to help us? Go wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review us. Five stars would be nice. You can say something complimentary. Because you know what? It really does help other people find our show. And also share us with a friend because word of mouth is the best compliment. Join us next week.